everyone, and welcome again to the Warrior Monk Podcast. On this episode, I was really glad to sit down and speak with Brian from Operation RSF. I've been talking with Operation RSF for about a year now uh, with Tyler and some of the other members who've been working and managing their social media account, and I really think their mission is very cool. They're really focusing on reconnecting the veteran community back with physical exercise in order to promote mental health and uh, let Brian talk more about their specific mission, but they've expanded now to all around mental health sphere and incorporating your physical state, your personal fitness into that state of mental health and commitment and accountability and just all around a great mission in my opinion. And I was really glad that I could actually talk with the guys from Operation RSF. Uh, It took a little bit of while for it to happen, but I'm glad that we did. I've got more content too coming to you guys in the near future with the Warrior Monk podcast as well as some more announcements that'll be coming in the near future. So if you guys haven't already on Instagram, check me out, check out Facebook as well. Give a follow. Please feel free to reach out to me. If you've got comments, questions, or suggestions for the warrior monk podcast, moving forward, things that you want to see things that you don't want to see. And like I said before in the past, if you could go ahead and share this with somebody who you think might enjoy the warrior monk podcast whether there's someone who's into uh, health and fitness, a more balanced lifestyle, a military veteran, law enforcement, uh, you name it. I'm trying to broaden the horizons here and get a little more capture for the Warrior Monk podcast besides just tailoring to the veteran community. Uh, So I would love to hear from you or someone that you know who might like the podcast or hear from them. So with all that being said, we're going to get right into the conversation with Brian from Operation RSF. Enjoy, guys. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Warrior Monk Podcast. Lance here. I've got Brian from Operation RSF. And Brian, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate having you on, having a representative from Operation RSF. And uh, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So for anybody who doesn't know, Operation RSF, it stands for Resilient Strength and Fortitude. They're a nonprofit organization, and they are linked uh, primarily with getting veterans involved with exercise and fitness to help relieve symptoms of post-traumatic stress, uh, as well as depression, uh, and kind of kind of bridge the gap too with a lot of veterans who've exited the the military community on the active duty side. Am I am I got the general mission of it right, Brian? Please, uh, if you would go ahead and throw us what is the mission of Operation RSF. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, So Operation RSF stands to help people take their initial steps towards an active lifestyle. Uh, We started in the veteran community, but the services provided really are applicable to to anyone that wants to uh, essentially better their physical and emotional well-being. We kind of look at health from a more holistic standpoint that it's more than just the physical attributes. It's a sense of community. it's, It's a sense of purpose that comes with a lot of gym communities. So we use fitness as a means of improving mental and physical health. Awesome. So you guys have extended now. You're not only uh, helping out the veteran community. You guys are are helping regular Joes out there too. Yeah, I mean we're we're predominantly within the veteran community because that's the background of myself and Tyler, the co-founder. Um, however, you know we don't turn services down to anyone. I mean I believe that physical fitness is something that um, is something that everyone can use in their lives. So like while we are predominantly working with veterans currently, um, we don't have a monopoly necessarily on post-traumatic stress. It's something that can affect a lot of people in a lot of different ways, particularly after 
2020 with social social isolation, excuse me, becoming a very real thing yeah. um, that everyone can kind of benefit from leading a more active lifestyle. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that you guys are, are kind of bridging that gap too, because we know uh, there are a lot of victims of post-traumatic stress from uh, sexual abuse, sexual trauma. There are a lot of victims for childhood trauma. There's a lot of victims for even stuff like vehicle accidents and stuff too. We're finding kind of more and more out too that, you know, these a lot of these everyday life happenings that we think are not that big of a deal can have really long-term and deep repercussions. Uh, and definitely I'm, I'm of my background being in, in science and molecular biology and, and understanding kind of neuroscience and psychology a little pretty, pretty, I wouldn't say expertly, but having a, a, a median depth on it, we're really kind of finding out more and more this correlation between physical health and mental health uh, being so strong and having a good, fitness routine is definitely one of the core tenets to uh, keeping yourself resilient. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, don't, don't quiz me too hard on the exact neuroscience behind everything or else I would have brought Dr. Pate with me, who uh, <laughs> part of our R&D team. Um, however, though, you know, just talking about the civilian aspect of it as well, I, I think a, a really critical aspect also of transitioning from military service uh, is also having the connectivity between civilians out there that may not fully understand your veteran background, um, but kind of bridging those gaps between the civilian uh, society and the military through fitness communities is an important aspect as well. Sure. How did you guys get started with this? Like where, where did it, where did it start? Now Tyler's the founder of it. Where, where did it kind of go from active duty military to kind of extending in this nonprofit organization, you guys' mission? Uh, so that had really been, you know, always part of Tyler's vision, you know, for any organization, we have to look at, you know, a, a essentially a point where we can um, cater to our base, which obviously is a veteran community. Um, but at the same time, as people become more and more familiar with Operation RSF, uh, we didn't want to limit ourselves and turn help away from anyone that might be in need. Um, so while we did gain a lot of traction through the veteran community, and that's somebody that will always cater to, um, we're also not going to turn anyone away. Um, and like I was saying earlier, the importance of connecting veterans with the civilian society um, is something that's incredibly important because I think as we look at how we destigmatize uh, a lot of the veteran mental health issues, having civilians that kind of understand the background of where that's coming from and some of the experiences that veterans have faced is incredibly important. Yeah. And, and definitely with the veteran community, I mean, we kind of, we kind of latch onto that, um, that physical side a lot. Uh, well, some of us more than others. I'm, I'm an Air Force guy in my background and I, I can, <laughs> I can, you know, we have a reputation as being the chair force, but uh, from working within the AFSOC community, you know, it's the, any, anytime you, you use the term soft or talking about the special operations community, you know, that, that tenant, that pillar of, uh, of being physically fit and ready for the mission, you know, 24, seven, 365 carries a lot of weight. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about and kind of what operation RSF is, is seeing is, you know, where, where's that disconnect coming uh, with, with people? Cause you know, for a lot of uh, guys and girls getting out of the military, they, they lose that piece, you know, because you're not, you don't have the accountability piece. You don't have to show up, uh, you know, to PT at zero six or zero seven in the morning and, you know, no one's holding you accountable to it. So is that part of you guys's uh, process is kind of like creating that accountability piece for, for people or how, how are you guys kind of pulling people back into that, uh, that physical realm for, for PT? Yeah, man, accountability is a huge aspect to it. We got a couple ways that we do that. So we partner with gyms, uh, essentially that share our values and beliefs. 
So what we're hoping is that as we expand our gym partners, when somebody comes to me and says like, hey, I'm in Chicago, you know, whatever city it is, we can look there and see that we have an RSF affiliated gym that we're helping provide education to as far as the impacts of physical fitness on mental health. And there's also the understanding that when we refer to somebody to a partner gym, that they're there as an extension of us helping provide that accountability and encouragement that we can't be there to provide every single day. So that's where we try to get people connected and reinstill that accountability piece. Very cool. So you guys are working with multiple gyms throughout the U.S. Uh, for for as an affiliate with Operation RSF. Yes. Uh, so throughout the U.S., we actually have one partner gym in Australia currently. Oh, cool. um, yeah, as a uh, former Australian military guy, that very attuned to the, uh, the psychological benefit or psychological um, kind of struggles that veterans face. Um, that was on board as soon as you know we had talked to him about RSF. So they're doing work across the pond. And, um, but yeah, primarily here in the United States, where we partner. Very cool. Are you guys, how many gyms roughly are you guys working with right now? So we have 14 total. Um, you know, we say gyms, we look at most of our CrossFit affiliates. However, we do have yoga studios and okay. personal trainers uh, that are also involved. Um, really, it's any community that provides that kind of health aspect that we can get people connected to. Um, so we don't, we're not necessarily exclusive of anyone outside the CrossFit community. Very cool. That's awesome. Because I know definitely from my own kind of experience over the years in the military and stuff, just, just focusing on throwing weights around and stuff like that is kind of just one aspect of it for me personally. I've gotten a lot more into yoga and breath work over the past couple of years, which has been, I guess it's, you know, for a lot of people, it's a, it's a quote unquote spiritual practice, uh, you know, with, with yoga or just, just kind of taking time for stillness, uh, in, internal reflection, gratitude, you know, whatever, whatever words you want to use around it, but kind of a little bit more cerebral state and not so much just focusing on, you know, what your, what your one rep PR is, or, you know, what your friend time is, sure. et cetera, et cetera. But it's cool to hear that you guys are kind of partnering with some other, uh, affiliates besides just uh, CrossFit gyms to give people a resource. Cause it's definitely, it's definitely, a, it's a range. It's not just kind of a one and it's individual too. Like for some people, yeah, maybe that is your thing. You just, you, you find your meditation through, through whatever, you know, exercise, but that's, I'm, it's cool to hear that you guys are kind of uh, making it a little more dynamic with the range of, of resources you're getting people access to. Yeah, man. And I, I'm a bit of a novice when it comes to yoga and just practicing mindfulness. Um, it's something that has really opened my eyes since I joined Operation RSF and I'm trying to learn more about it, but I'm definitely finding the value of breath work, particularly in uh, when you're trying to shift between your sympathetic and parasympathetic yeah. nervous system, using breath work to help you uh, kind of get all the stress out, go um, more in, I, I guess, just to finding your relaxed state where your body's able to recover effectively clear your mind of stress. I, there's a lot to that. And I'm still kind of discovering it on my own personal journey. Um, yeah. But I, I think there's a lot behind it. And more and more is going to come out as the years go on and that practice progresses. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, my, my personal philosophy and with this, this podcast being the warrior monk podcast, it's the whole thing is about balance, right? And like, you can't really be the best warrior that you can be without spending some time developing the monk. Uh, that's kind of the philosophy sure. here. And I think, uh, more and more guys, maybe it's a little bit too, as we maybe age a little bit and we kind of understand more, especially as certain, you kind of start to realize that you're not invincible and, you know, things are going to break down. Things, certain things are going to 
or get broken or you spend so much time attacking the mission that the, some of the stuff back home falls to the wayside, whether it be marriage or, you know, relationships with your, with your kids or finances, you know, you name it, whatever that's, it's like, you really do have to, to take time to strike a balance and, and, and find that other, the other piece of life and not, not just focus on the mission, although it is important. And we, you know, we throw hundred, 150% into it. Uh, it's, it's not the only a, uh, aspect of our lives, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, on that note, just talking about, you know, the breath work and mindfulness, you know, it's real easy to, to look at the gym and just be focused on, you know, banging heavy weights, you know, your fran time or whatnot. But how many veterans deal with sleep quality issues? Oh, man, you know, it's, it's wild. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a whole other side of it outside of just the gym. And, you know, you look at breath work and meditation and things that you can do to improve your sleep hygiene. You, know, you you break your muscles down in the gym. They're built when you're recovering and when you're sleeping. So, yeah, I, I think that's an incredibly important aspect of of fitness and connecting the mind and body and just, hey, how well do you recover? Like, are you able to de-stress? Are you able to get a good night of sleep? Because, I mean, if you're not doing those things, then can you really say you're healthy? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I know, you know, anybody who's, who's been in the soft community, anybody who's going to ranger school, you know, it's, it's the very bottom of the priority list, right? Is, is the, the sleep, sleep comes after all yeah. the other priorities works are done. And, and there's a reason that the reason that the military teaches us that, right? Because when you're in combat, when you're deployed, it's like, you do have to prioritize those other things. Otherwise, you know, life and limb is at risk. Um, but I think the, I think the mentality maybe even about the military community is adjusting on this a little bit, uh, to, to try to improve that. I know some of the soft community has, uh, uh, have started to pull in with the, uh, the POTA for the preservation of the force and family with, uh, mm -hmm. the float tanks and things of that nature to kind of, uh, allow guys a, a more, a, a better space for that recovery, uh, bring in the dietitians and nutritionists and strength and conditioning coaches to help actually start treating our soft guys like like actual professional athletes, uh, you know, investing in them, just like you would a weapon platform, you know, if the air force is running 30 years deep on a C-130, you know, on a gunship, you know, well, why can't we get 30, 30 years out of an operator? Well, I guess we could, if we're actually invested, not just in how he is as a warfighter, but actually investing in him or her as a person too. Right. Yeah, man. And it goes back to one of the soft truths that, uh, humans are more important than hardware. That's right. Um, I think it's good that the soft community is moving that direction where you, know, you look at the Thor three program, you look at the, the resources that are available to operators on a daily basis. Uh, and there's really no excuse to not take advantage of those resources because they can have a, uh, a huge impact on your health just outside the gym as well. I mean, nutrition, drinking enough water, proper sleep quality, you know, all those things that amplify your performance in the gym are incredibly important. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, is there any other kind of uh, assets of this this uh, kind of whole whole kind of concept for wellness that RSF is helping provide besides you know the access to facilities? Yeah, so when people come to RSF initially, uh, they they'll take the pledge for the four and ten week challenge, um, and really what that is intended to do is help people take the initial intent of moving to an active lifestyle and creating habits. So just looking at the the amount of time that it takes to create habits, we might ask somebody to pledge, hey, three days a week for you know 45 to 60 minutes of some sort of aerobic activity or resistance training. We get them signed on with an accountability partner. You know, personally served as an accountability partner for some people, and that's really just intended to be that catalyst for driving intent into habit. Um, so when people sign up with RSF, that's one thing that they can expect. 
That's awesome. And, and having that accountability partner is so huge. I mean, I think probably the majority of us out there that have ever trained really hard, trained for an event or just, you know, made quote unquote gains, you've had someone kind of to go to the gym with, or, you know, to, to meet, meet somewhere and, and either, you know, one of my favorite things is to pick somebody that's better than me at something because I have someone to chase a rabbit to chase quote unquote. Uh, and then hopefully there's some, some aspect of your own personal, uh, personal skill set that you have that's slightly better that they chase too. And you kind of, again, coming back to balance, you kind of help push each other in a little bit different aspects of your overall uh, fitness and function, but that's really yeah. important. So you guys are kind of providing a virtual accountability partner. Is, am I understanding that right? Virtual accountability partner, or if somebody within the gym communities that we're partnered with signs up for it, then they get that in person. Okay, cool. So if you're in one of those locations, you actually have a, a face-to-face. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool, man. Yeah. And I think that translates a lot to what people would have seen in the service. Also, you know, we talk about accountability partners and I found it's actually much easier to give up on yourself than to give up on somebody else that's dependent upon you. And yep. I think that translates a lot to the team life that a lot of people are used to in the military. And maybe that's the reason why some people's fitness falls off after transition from service because they're no longer accountable to somebody else. Somebody else is not reliant upon them being good at their job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's definitely something that we try to reinstill for people that are either taking their first steps or trying to get back into an active lifestyle. Very cool, man. I think it's a great approach that you guys are taking towards it. Thanks. Um, so if uh, anybody wants to kind of collaborate with you guys or get involved or, uh, you know, become a, an affiliate gym, how, how would they go about doing that? How can they kind of get in touch with you guys to start that process? Yeah, so a couple different ways. Uh, they can go to our website. So it's www.operationrsf.org. Uh, hit the tab that says partners and they'll see the entire process for filling out a partnership application. Um, One thing we say with people that apply, like it is a application. So we do vet every gym that they're in line with our values and that there is a realistic expectation that anyone we send their way does receive that sense of society and community aspect that's so critical. Um, So they can find us there. They can shoot us a message on Instagram, uh, respond pretty quickly. That's typically the platform that we're on the most. Uh, then we can start the conversation. Very cool. And then you guys are a registered nonprofit too. So if somebody actually wants to contribute towards the mission financially, they can do that as well, correct? Yep. We are a uh, 501c3. Um, they can donate through the website. And we've got a couple other fundraisers coming up. You know, For anyone that's out in Monterey, California, we have our first actual RSF meetup. Uh, Going to be doing a ruck out there along the, uh, the California coast, uh, which should be a pretty cool event. And then... Um, Got a few others that are lined up. Uh, CrossFit Champagne Urbana in May. We're uh, helping out with their Memorial Day Murph. And then a couple others that we're still uh, in talks about, but uh, should be coming up in 2021. Very cool. Have you guys have you guys seen like a big uh, kind of shift or has your your kind of demand for assistance uh, increased a lot in this past, past year in 2020 with all the COVID stuff? Because a lot of gyms have had to be closed and a lot of people have not been able to go kind of get after it as much. Yeah, uh, we have. I, I think it's been a uh, just kind of a product of a couple different aspects. So I speak from the standpoint of having joined Operation RSF in uh, March of 2020. So my my knowledge of the the participation prior to that is is somewhat limited. Uh, however, just with a a mix of more of an aggressive social media campaign, and I think also paired with a lot of the effects of COVID, we we have people reach out to us on a pretty regular basis needing help. Um, sometimes it's not always 
um, specifically about fitness. Sometimes it's just about getting them connected to a therapist or resources in their area, which we're happy to help with. Um, that's not necessarily what we specialize in, but just through the network of other nonprofits we've been working with. Generally, whenever somebody reaches out to us, we can find somebody that can help them, whether it's physical fitness or not. Absolutely, man. It's good stuff. It's, it's, it's good to hear that you guys are just, you know, sometimes people just, I know there's a lot of uh, negative stigma around uh, military people or veterans reaching out, you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. it's just even that first step of them, you know, expressing some concern in something. And then, you know, the participation from the other person on the listening and being like, Hey, what's really going on? Do you need help? And, you know, and maybe peeling back the, a layer or two of the onion to figure out what's going on. Cause you know, it is, it is, like you said, there's a stigma around it and asking, asking for help can be uh, really challenging. So it's awesome to hear that you guys are, are, you know, really providing that, even if it's more than just getting somebody in the door for a gym. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also it's, it's much easier sometimes to just send out a message to somebody that you don't necessarily know. There's no real judgment involved. Um, and I've had just, you know, good conversations with people that maybe just wanted to talk to somebody for a little bit. Sure. And like, anyone that's going to come to us, we're going to do our best to help them. Like I said, even if it's not necessarily a service we're providing, we can typically get them connected to someone. Um, but oftentimes it's really just having an opportunity to, to be a sounding board where it might be a little bit more comfortable than approaching somebody that you know real well, because I think that's sometimes where people get this uh, kind of notion that there's going to be some sort of judgment or stigma involved. Yeah. And we still deal with that. I know on, on the active duty side, I mean, uh, my background in, in the military is, you know, security forces. So being an MP, so that same kind of thing there of dealing with firearms on the daily, you know, you don't, you know, you might be having issues, but people get a lot of negative connotation in their head. Like, Oh, well, if I talk about it and you know, they think maybe I'm in a bad space, you know, they're going to take my weapon away. They're not going to let me work. Yeah. And it, it creates that kind of, you know, you, you get pulled out of the the people that are closest to you. You're not working, you know, you're not working next to the, your, your buds anymore. You, you get kind of get put, even if it's just in a place that, you know, people are trying to watch out for you, it still has a lot of that negative stigma around it. So having a resource outside of, of the actual military environment or even the VA environment, I think it's, it's, there's definitely a necessity for it because you guys are not alone. There's several other uh, nonprofit organizations. Uh, I spoke with Jesse from Heroic Hearts uh, Project uh, this past year, and uh, there's a couple other ones that are popping up. So it's uh, I'm, I got another podcast that I'm doing here uh, with another one that's actually locally in in my area in, area in Florida, and it's, there's there's definitely a need for it. So I, I think it's it's good that some organizations are popping up outside of the official government space because I think people respond to it a little bit better than they do, and it's also less convoluted too. You know, if there's sure. if it's a little more. Um, tailor met to the individual and not part of the, I mean, we all know from being the military, like it's not, it's not an efficient machine. Like <laughs> those yeah. cogs spin very, very slowly and it's not a quote unquote efficient. So having a, having a resource that kind of like has the ability to pivot faster and, and fail, fail fast, fail often to, to find new success uh, is different than, than the format we're used to in, in a large government organization. Right. Oh, sure, man. Uh, any, anytime you can cut out all the bureaucracy involved with it, I think makes for a much more efficient model. Um, and that's that's really what we try to do is we try to get people connected as fast as possible. Um, now you're, you're mentioning you know, the military side of it. I think there's a couple of things that I've seen that I think are good ideas and good step forwards or good steps forward. Um, I heard about one unit that was just blanket saying all of the soldiers, whenever you take a PT test, you're also going to go sit down with behavioral health, like whether or not you have a problem or not, 
know, we're measuring your physical fitness. So we're going to test your mental fitness as well. And to me, I, I think that the approach is a good one in the sense that, hey, they're trying to get rid of stigma by just saying, hey, everyone is going to sit down, you know, in a confidential manner. Whether or not the soldiers believe it's confidential or not, I think is right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, an, another thing just dealing with overall trust and command. Um, however, I think that is a step in the right direction where it does look like some command teams out there are taking more of that holistic approach to saying, hey, we're going to check your physical and mental fitness. So that way for somebody that doesn't want to necessarily go up to their squad leader or platoon sergeant and say, I need to make a behavioral health appointment, it's done for them. And they're in front of that, that specialist. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, so I'm going to ask you the a question I ask most of my guests on the podcast here is uh, with this being the warrior monk podcast, when you hear that warrior monk, uh, what's it make it make you think of? Who does it make, make you think of? Have you had anyone in your life that you think of as a warrior monk mentors, people from history, you know, people in your life, et cetera. So when I hear warrior monk, so initially, and correct me if I'm wrong, but was that also a nickname for General Mattis? It was, yeah. And I, that, I, that's I, what immediately <laughs> pops to mind. <laughs> yep. Well, he um, means the description. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, it's, it's somebody that I've gotten to uh, get to know a little bit just since uh, being an Operation RSF. Um, and I would urge everyone that doesn't know who Tom Satterley is to take a look at the All Secure Foundation. Uh, so Tom Satterley is the retired Delta Force Command Sergeant Major, uh, was in the Battle of Mogadishu, made famous by the movie Black Hawk Down, uh, Invasion of Iraq. Uh, really a guy that has been there and done that for pretty much anything <laughs> imaginable. Um, and he also dealt with his fair share of issues after getting out of the service. Um, he wrote a book called All Secure that I highly recommend to anyone that's transitioning from service or really just any service members in general. It kind of chronicles his life from initially serving in special forces to making it into Delta Force and then his life thereafter and how essentially he put it back together after service. Uh, now him and his wife, Jen, run the All Secure Foundation and their sole mission is to help veterans get the services that they need. Um, and I think it goes a lot when somebody like that, that has done every single, you know, badass, hardcore thing that you can imagine, step out and say, hey, I've had these issues and this is how I'm dealing with them. I'm here to tell you that, like, if you've killed somebody in combat and you say it hasn't changed you, then you're, you're probably lying. Mm. You know, there's nobody in the world that is hard enough to be able to do things like that and not have it change them to some degree. And I think voices like that are extremely important in breaking the stigma around seeking mental health treatment, because if somebody like that can deal with issues, there's nobody that's immune to it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm, I haven't, haven't heard about the All Secure Foundation, but I'm definitely going to be checking them out after, uh, after hearing about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually doing a podcast here in a couple of weeks with Tom Satterley as a, a guest on as well. So I'm looking forward to talking more with him about what all secure is doing, but I uh, highly recommend checking those guys out. Very cool. Yeah. I'll be looking out for it as well. Look forward to listening to it. Well, Brian, thank you so much, man, for joining me today. I appreciate you taking some time out of uh, the busy schedule to talk about operation RSF and uh, I'll definitely be plugging you guys through my socials and uh, putting this podcast out. And I hope uh, some more people will reach out to you guys, uh, whether they be gym owners or uh, gym affiliates uh, or even veterans out there that are, are looking to get LinkedIn that, that need some assistance. So I appreciate your time today, man. 
Yeah, thank you, man. And uh, likewise, we'll be doing the same plug in the uh, Warrior Monk podcast through our handles. And uh, sincerely enjoy this, man. And uh, thank you for everything you're doing to get people's voices out there. Yeah, but absolutely. Right on. Well, uh, it was a good talking, man. I'll talk to you soon. You too. All right. Thanks again to Brian for joining me on the Warrior Monk podcast. I'm really excited to see where Operation RSF is going to be going in the future. And if you haven't done so already, please go check them out on Instagram at Operation RSF or at their website, www.operationrsf, that's Romeo Sierra Foxtrot.org. If you can contribute how you can, whether it's monetarily so they can continue to fund their project to get veterans assistance and in getting back to an active lifestyle, or if you can and you're already involved in a fitness lifestyle as a coach or a gym, maybe link up with them so you can offer your services and facilities to a veteran in your area. All right, guys, I really appreciate you joining me on the Warrior Monk podcast. I'm looking forward to getting more content sent to you here in the near future. I really appreciate your support. As I said in the intro, if you haven't done so already, please follow on Instagram and Facebook. Please share the podcast with someone you think may enjoy it. Help me spread the message a little bit. And of course, if you want to reach out to me, I'd love to talk to you and perhaps have a podcast with you in the future. All right, guys, this is Lance from the World Monk Podcast signing out. Let's continue to grow through balance.